Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. Our order of service begins with the service of the word on page 38. We're going to open right now with hymn number 283, Speak, O Savior, I Am Listening.
Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all your sins. By the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give you strength to live according to his will. Amen. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. of the Word of God. The Lord says, As the rain and the snow come down from, the he from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields fruit seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Alleluia, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it. Alleluia. sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth 
right up until the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Let's continue now with our second hymn, hymn number 322. It's a, word, a hymn that's actually for the close of a worship service, but, well, we've already heard the word of God. The word has been sown, and we're praying that that word would work on our hearts on what has now been sown. sown. 
He who has ears, let him hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who receives the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear friends in Christ, years ago there was a survey that was done of people who had listened to an evening newscast. And it was kind of surprising because this survey revealed that after the newscast, 51% of the people who listened to the news that night didn't remember a single item that was on the news. That sounds almost hard to believe. But then, oh, a little bit more of the results, it says that among those who listened to the news, the average number of remembered items in the news was just one item. And the lead story, understandably, was the one that was most remembered by the people who were surveyed. And, and maybe just a note, the survey it was taken right after the newscast, within about three and a half hours of the newscast. But the most remembered item was the lead story. The least remembered items were the end of the news short commentaries that were shared with the people. And now when you think about this, it's saying that, of course, with the news, it's real easy for people to be kind of listening and letting things go in one ear and out the other so that they're really not focusing on those things and not concentrating on them. Well, today we're looking at Jesus' parable of the sower and the seed, and that parable reveals to us that that word of God, it is very powerful. It can do some amazing things, as our Old Testament reading had told us, but yet it could also go in one ear and out the other. And what a tragic thing that is. What, what Jesus is revealing to us in this parable is that he wants us to grasp what the word of God has to say. Or as Jesus says, he who has ears, let him hear. 
He who has ears, let him hear. And as he talks about that, grasping what the word of God has to say, he's encouraging us to listen prayerfully, asking for understanding, to listen persistently, seeking depth of knowledge and, and conviction, and then also to listen attentively, blocking out earthly cares and concerns. By the time the day when Jesus told this parable, by the time he told the parable, Jesus was quite worn out from a busy day. He had been preaching and teaching the people. He had been performing miracles, healing the sick, and casting out demons. He even defended himself against his enemies who were saying that he was doing his work by the power of Satan. And then he also dealt with family that didn't really understand his work. But here Jesus was doing this, and by the time he got to the time of our text, Jesus had to be stressed out and tired, but he still kept on preaching and teaching because he knew that that's what the people needed to hear. His preaching and teaching of, well, the law and the gospel, especially the gospel and about the message of the forgiveness of sins. So he told them this parable of the sower and the seed. And this parable, it really has a very simple, basic meaning, not too hard to understand. The sower is Jesus or anyone who shares the word of God, the gospel, which is the seed here. And the different types of soil represent different categories of people who would end up hearing the gospel message. And now when he starts out the parable, he tells us that some people hear the word of God in a way similar to a beaten path, receiving the seed that might be thrown upon it. Because it's a beaten and a hard path, the seed is there, it doesn't sink in, it doesn't grow, and as a result of that, the birds come and they eat the seed and, and nothing, well, no plants result as a result of, of the sowing of that seed. And now people are like that when it comes to hearing the word of God. They're like that beaten path. It doesn't sink in. They don't understand. They end up rejecting that message. Paul said, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Oh, some people might think it foolish to believe in someone who was crucified 2,000 years ago and claimed to be the savior of the world. Some people will reject that message. Some people will reject that message, but by God's grace, we're so thankful that we believe that that one who was crucified 2,000 years ago and claimed to be the Savior, well, by the grace of God, we know that that's who he really is. He is our Savior from sin. He is our way to eternal life. But 
what we also have to recognize is that we have that tendency to be like the beaten path. Our sinful nature always is trying to get us to reject and not under, reject what the Word of God says, to not understand its message. We may be tempted to respond to God's Word by saying, I know what the Bible says, but I think it means this. Or God may have meant that thousands of years ago, but we, have, we live in the 21st century and we have a, a, a better understanding of things. See, now it's dangerous to apply God's to, to apply to, to God's word, not God's meaning, but our own meaning, our own brains thinking about what the word of God would have to say. That's why we need to prayerfully listen to God's word, asking God to give us his understanding, his meaning to what the word of God has to say. And let's remember that an understanding of God's word that would appeal to our sinful nature, that's only going to lead us astray. The famous poem, The Charge of the Light Brigade, contains these unforgettable lines. Into the valley of death rode the 600. Someone had blundered. Theirs was not to reason why, theirs but to do and die. And as I'm looking at this right now, the important words are those words, someone had blundered. People will make mistakes. We're sinful human beings. And sometimes those mistakes will lead to terrible troubles and even death. May God help us so that we don't make the mistake of misunderstanding what his word has to say to us. Because such mistakes, misunderstanding the word, letting our brains figure out the word as opposed to letting the word tell us what it says, that could cost us our eternal souls. So when we hear and study God's word. Let's remember to prayerfully listening, listen to that word, asking God for his understanding, his meaning of what he is saying. Jesus said, some seed fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Jesus is here talking about the person who hears the word of God and, and at first is thrilled to know that Jesus lived and died for him and paid for his sins so that he could go to heaven. But then when he's faced with earthly troubles, when those troubles seem to overwhelm him, he says, what good is having a savior when I have all of these troubles to deal with? Such a person maybe knows about God's love, but he 
because he isn't firmly rooted in God's word, when those troubles come, well, then he just doesn't have the God-given strength to stand. He doesn't have that. Now, of course, the scriptures tell us over and over again that we can expect earthly trials. But when those trials and troubles come, the person who's like the, the, the seed on the rocky ground, when those trials come, he'll, he'll end up falling. But see now, what we want to do is always remember to expect the trials and troubles that God says will come and understand that what God does is he'll help us to face those troubles He'll remove those troubles from us or he'll pull us away from those troubles or, or somehow or other he's going to make those troubles work together for our eternal good to strengthen us and to build us up. See, now we all have that tendency to be like the rocky soil. When we have trials and troubles that would challenge us, challenge our faith we're inclined to challenge God and to say why God are you allowing such terrible things to happen to me our sinful nature wants us to believe that God isn't being fair with us that it's not worth it to trust in God that's when we need to listen persistently to God's word seeking depth of knowledge and conviction, depth of wisdom and conviction in God's promise, a promise that keeps on clinging to God and his word and his promise that no matter what happens in our lives, well, God's taking care of us because of his promise that everything in our lives is going to work together for our eternal good. A preacher one time told this parable. He said that there was this lovely tree that was strong and stately. However, as time went on, it knew that its strength was waning a bit. And because of that, well, when the winds blew, it creaked and it groaned under the stress of the wind. And well, what happened is that it decided that it would grow more branches and it did grow those branches and it looked stronger and more stately. But then the next time that the wind blew, what happened is that there was a terrible snapping of roots and but for the support of a neighboring tree that helped it to stand, it would have been flat on the ground. After some time recovering from the storm, what happened is that it looked at its neighbor curiously and said, tell me, how is it that you have not only stood your ground, but are even able to help me too? The neighboring tree said, oh, that's easy. When you were busy growing new branches, I was strengthening my roots. And see now, the meaning to this parable is really quite simple, quite basic. To prepare for earth's trials, we can do many things. 
such as oh, getting insurance or building up our bank accounts and, and well, getting insurance and building up our bank accounts, saving for a rainy day, a stormy day. That's always an important thing to do, but the most important thing that you and I can do to deal with Earth's trials and troubles is not putting out more branches, getting that insurance and the savings account, but the most important thing that we can do is strengthen our roots. Always getting closer and closer to our Savior and His Word so that He can firmly establish us on Christ the solid rock that we can stand on. Strengthening our roots, listening persistently to God's Word, seeking depth of wisdom, of knowledge and conviction, so that our faith is built up, so that we're stronger in our Savior. Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. May God help us to listen persistently to his word so that he can strengthen our faith, strengthen our roots so that they grow deeper and deeper into God's word so we can face and, and withstand all of life's trials and troubles because of God's strength. Jesus said, Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. The thorny person is the person who, who the thorny soul, soil is the person who hears God's word, but then he lets the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke out his faith. The worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth can can work to tear away our faith and at times each of us has our worries about our financial futures, about our health and well just about the future in general. We know that money can't buy happiness but what does the world teach us that money can and does buy happiness? And that's what our sinful nature always tempts us to believe. But instead of, instead of trusting in God, we're often inclined to worry about those things. But what Jesus is telling us here is to listen attentively to his word because what his word is going to do is his word is going to work to block out earthly cares and concerns. Jesus says to us, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. He also tells us, seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness and all these things, our, our earthly needs, will be given to you as well. One dark, pitch black night, there was a man who was walking down an unfamiliar path. 
on either side of that path there was a deep ravine so he was being careful but suddenly he stepped out into space and began to fall and when he began to fall thinking that he was falling to a certain death he clawed and reached out and grabbed trying to get a hold of absolutely anything and he was able to grasp a bush along the side and he held on to that bush for dear life and he held and he held and he tried to get himself up to no avail he tried to struggle and it was absolute agony hanging on and after a while he realized that he could hang on no more and he was going to have to go down. And so he let go of the bush reluctantly, of course. But then what happened is he fell down a total of about six inches. That was the bottom of the ditch. He let go thinking he was going to his death. And now think of the needless agony that man endured as he was hanging onto that bush for who knows how long, hanging onto it for dear life, thinking that he was going to be, be lost for sure. Think of the needless agony we go through in this life because we tend to hang on to the worries and troubles that we have in this life that God wants to take from us. Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. When we hear God's word and it doesn't go in one ear and out the other, then we're really going to be blessed. So let's listen attentively to what the word has to say, blocking out our earthly cares and concerns and, and trusting in God to take care of us. Let's listen persistently to what the Word of God has to say so that God can build up and strengthen our faith so that we can handle living in a sinful world. And let's listen prayerfully, asking God to give us His understanding of what the Word has to say and His will for our lives. Jesus said, but the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. It sure would be great if we were always like that good soil because then what's the truth? We're going to be just blessed more and more by the words of God. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're always also at times like the beaten path, the thorny soil, the rocky soil. But if only we were always listening prayerfully, persistently, and attentively to God's word because that kind of listening is going to result in such blessings for us in our lives, blessings that will amaze us.
May God help us. May God the Holy Spirit keep working on our hearts so that we regularly and faithfully worship our God and study his word with our fellow Christians and also privately in our homes so that we're always getting those rich blessings that come to us from the word of God. He who has ears, let him hear regularly, faithfully, and often what the word of God has to say so that we can be so richly blessed by that word. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for planting in us the seed of your word. By your Holy Spirit, help us receive it with joy and bring forth fruits in faith and hope and love. We pray through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord God, in our prayers, we, of course, keep on praying for those in our prayer list dealing with different trials and troubles, and we ask you, of course, first off, to give to those on our prayer list, and to, and to all of us. All of those wonderful blessings, the strength that comes from your word, and, and if it's according to your will, grant healing, grant strength, physical strength, grant recovery. But of course, we keep on always saying, keep giving us more and more of the building up and strengthening of our faith so that we're truly strong and can continue to fight the good fight of faith, living as your believing children until you would take us home to be with you forever in heaven. And we gather up all other prayers we have today as we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let's join in singing our prayer for our country. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home. Thank you.
you again for joining me for worship today. Just a couple quick announcements. In the congregation, Monday is Brian Vanderlee's birthday. Tuesday, Ashley Wilsinski. Friday, Victoria Carpenter. Schedules in the bulletin, our complete prayer lists in the bulletin. Please look at that and if you don't have access to it, email me, let me know and I'll get it to you if you're unable to be here in person. Thank you again for joining me for worship. The Lord bless and keep you always.